0: Hi, I'm your host, Mark Stenson. In addition to these podcast interviews, I facilitate patient-doctor listening research known as Innovate Groups. These panels have four patients and four doctors and provide an opportunity to observe and improve the interactions that lie at the heart of effective health care. I've created an e-book on this Innovate Group method, and I'd like to offer you a download It includes real life case studies to underscore the power of better patient doctor listening. So visit biosciencebridge.com to download your ebook, Innovate Group Revolutions. Now, before I welcome today's guest, here's a familiar voice on an important health topic. I'm Ben Affleck and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I joined the Navy to serve my country while parachuting with my platoon. My parachute didn't open and I broke my neck.
1: Thanks to PVA, paralyzed veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments, the jobs they want and the
0: accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Learn more at pva.org.
1: Welcome to The Patient Speak, healthcare innovations accelerating the patient journey. Featuring interviews with healthcare leaders and patient advocates, here's your host, best-selling author, Mark Stinson.
0: Welcome back friends and colleagues to our podcast, The Patients Speak, where we're combining the business and science of innovation with the patient voice and what we need to hear to help accelerate the patient's journey from diagnosis to wellness. And we've been talking to medical researchers and healthcare executives and patient advocates of all kinds. And I'm just so glad today to have one of those healthcare executives to give us an insight into what the companies are listening for when they listen to the patient speak. And my guest is Brittany Blair, head of patient strategy and solutions at UCB. Brittany, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Mark. Happy to be here with you.
0: And I know at UCB, the company is structured to really get closer to the patient and the, those patient insights. When you distill some of the insights that you're hearing and you're speaking with your team and really motivating, saying, We just need to serve the patient better. What's a headline? What's a key insight that you give your teams?
2: So, I Personally, I'm always motivated by what is truly a patient insight or a customer insight. So not a fact, not some piece of data, but truly what is the emotion that's under the surface, the hidden truth? What is the emotion that drives the behavior? and what is that kind of underlying tension to me it really all comes back to understanding who is the customer who is the patient and getting under the surface it's not always what you're going to hear right out of the mouth of the patient or the customer that's going to be the insight But really digging below the surface and understanding how that emotion is driving a behavior and understanding to help shift it. So it it all comes down to to discipline for me. And I feel very fortunate to be the leader of the team that is focused on the patient as the customer.
0: Yes. And you mentioned this word emotion. I can't tell you how many times in our conversations with patients they say, I just want to be heard. I need somebody to listen to me and understand. My feelings. When you hear those feelings, and like you said, it's not necessarily in the numbers, but it is in the feelings. How do you translate that into an actionable insight?
2: Yeah. So again, I go back to the discipline in a hierarchical way because you have lots and lots of data, right? There's disparate pieces of information all over the place. And it's our job as strategists um, in the service of patients to pull all of those data together and then start theming the data into what I would call an understanding Then taking understandings and starting to whittle those down and theme those into what is ultimately an insight. And sometimes those understandings or the data come from third-party published information, or maybe it's data you're collecting on your own patient website. But oftentimes, it is actually just sitting down and listening. And as business people, uh, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but as business people, we love to talk and share our ideas. But the most important you, thing that you can do is listen. And listen and absorb and try to understand the perspective of the patient. And that can come in the form of your simple kind of qualitative market research. It can come in the form of listening to our field representatives who are in front of customers every single day, and they're getting feedback about patients directly from the customer. Or it can be from sitting down in more of a kind of advisory board type setting face-to-face with patients. And I think many of us are very used to a traditional qualitative market research style where you've got a bunch of people in the back room behind uh, the <laughs> glass and you've got the patients There's on a
0: certain the- safety in the glass. <laughs>
2: yeah, you get to sit in the back room and, and eat M&Ms and Skittles and things yes. like that. <laughs> but an approach that UCB has taken that I find to be very special and unique is leveraging co-creation with patients to develop the materials that are intended for those patients. Mm -hmm. Sounds really simple, um, but it's actually pretty unique, in my opinion, in our industry, where we actually are going face-to-face with patients, business-to-patient, and letting the patient help shape and put their fingerprints on the idea rather than only leveraging those disparate pieces of information and data and having a small group of individuals at a pharma company develop it.
0: Yes. Co-creation is such a strong approach, isn't it?
2: It is, and it generates authenticity. A lot of times, I think today, we hear about empathy and creative and emotion and creative and authenticity and creative and You have a lot of people in business and at advertising agencies trying to generate just that. The easiest way to do it is to actually ensure it is authentic from the very start.
0: It it is. Yes. And one of those channels that many people say the answer to a lot of communications, a lot of medical innovation is education that if the patients only knew more information, either about their condition or about how to talk to their doctor or various things about finding a solution because patients are seeking, right? And at the same time, we talk about educating the physicians or other healthcare professionals on these often rare diseases and new modalities and such. I'd like to think with you about that intersection though. That moment where the patient and the doctor are eye to eye, or at least screen to screen these days, what is it about the educational moment there where they've both been gaining more knowledge or more experience or more empowerment to talk to each other in a new and different way? What have you seen in this area?
2: So I think over time, what we're seeing are much more educated patients in today's environment than we have um, over the years. I I definitely think that the pandemic could have even accelerated that as we have millions and millions across the globe who are suddenly interested and need to understand their healthcare in a way that maybe they haven't before. So the power is shifting and has shifted, I think, to more of what is an equal state of decision-making between patient and HCP the hcp is always going to be the most important resource for the patient but the hcp is one resource for the patient and i really do believe it is the it's the privilege and it's the responsibility of a pharmaceutical company to not only provide and make available educational information but actually to promote it for lack of a better word such that patients will come across it amidst all the other clutter and things going on in their lives. And I think sometimes we as pharma marketers think that the one product that we are promoting is the thing that's most important to the patient, (laughs) but it is one thing in a sea of other things that are going on in their lives. So I am a big believer in certainly not only providing that, that educational information that a patient may need, but doing it in a way that's going to intercept their daily activities, right? Not in a way that would be distracting, but in a way that it's helpful. And so today we see platforms um, in social media like TikTok. And now with we see evolution of that too with what Instagram is doing. These are the types of platforms where people, not just patients, but people, are seeking information. And I think the we talk, we've talked for so long in our industry about the importance of peer-to-peer with HCPs. I believe peer-to-peer from a patient perspective is more important now than ever before. We're reliant on the reviews of others.
0: That's so good, so true. We can't talk about therapies and treatments and solutions without also thinking about patients' ability to access them and to get them. On this program, we've talked to many patients and patient advocates about this issue of access, all the way from I can't find or get into a doctor, all the way down to I can't maybe uh, find or afford or it's in shortage or it's in back order. It's great to come up with solutions, but can we get them in the hands of the patients? Uh, Mm -hmm. From your point of view and maybe even what your company is doing, how are we addressing this?
2: Yeah, that's a great question in an area that I'm personally very passionate about and UCB is as well, because if a company is going to do a lot of effort around generating awareness of a product, we certainly have to be able to enable access to it and support that demand. And in my space at UCB, we are focused on specialty medicines for immunology. So for patients with diseases like psoriatic arthritis, psoriasis, RA, et cetera. And so these, while not rare products, uh, they're certainly not primary care either. They're specialty and they they are not inexpensive treatments, oftentimes requiring delivery to the patient in a refrigerated box, a lot of coordination with the specialty pharmacy And so one of the things that has been really critical to supporting patients through what is a logistical kind of mess sometimes is having a point of contact for the patient, someone who can navigate and speak the language with specialty pharmacies, with the doctor's office. And so what you'll, what you probably have seen are many companies leverage a nurse navigator service. And Not only do these nurses provide that education that we talked about and really give the patient the tools to feel empowered, but they're also helping to navigate and shore up a lot of the logistics that are just part of getting a specialty medicine, whether it's coordinating a shipment, doing a three-way call with a specialty pharmacy, and being able to talk the talk with the pharmacist with the patient's consent. That has been a real a real game changer in terms of making patients feel supported, empowered, and ensuring that they can start therapy. Everybody does so much work in giving that patient a, an option to treat their condition. But so often the prescription is abandoned purely because the patient can't afford it or they don't think they can afford it or they don't know how to get it. And so having that single point of contact, whether it's a nurse navigator or some other support specialist, does a lot to bridge the gap for those patients and ensure they can get on therapy.
0: Yes. I just wanted to underscore this uh, word that you used, navigate, because it, it does, if we slow it down and really listen to that word, it's a steering, it's a guiding, it's overcoming obstacles, it's a avoid the detours or all the things that you're describing. It's like the drug or or treatment might be great. I want that device, but uh, I've got to go through a lot of hoops to get it.
2: Absolutely. And I like that word too. And the place that you're navigating is changing all the time. If you think about what's going on Uh, with policy or how uh, payers are changing formularies or launching new types of programs that oftentimes are not to the benefit of the patient, but to the benefit um, of other parts of the healthcare system. It is a journey that even if I know how to navigate it as a patient today, if I'm switched to a new medication down the road, the landscape could look totally different. And so we recognize that at UCB and we have really made our nurse navigator program core to the support services that we offer patients because they really are the conduit to understanding what the issues are for the patient. So they can offer them things like copay support or if the patient is awaiting their insurance plan to review and cover their the product we can offer uh, delivery of free drug to the patient during that waiting period. So there are a lot of very basic things that are expected these days, honestly, in the specialty space in terms of patient support.
0: Yes, I'm curious what's coming ahead, Brittany, as you think about digital health, and that's evolved from you get an email to remind you to fill your prescription, but, it's all the way to digital therapeutics, very complementary often to the whole drug regimen. What do you see in this area to, again, help listen, respond, and educate patients?
2: So I'll start with kind of the most basic maybe, which is just really having a connected patient journey and a connected patient experience. So we have kind of one function that might be patient or one function that might be HCP, but oftentimes we are not connecting those two parts of the journey. And maybe it's a little bit of a nirvana, but I think that what is, what is the big opportunity is to be able to connect the front end of the patient journey, the the pre-prescription to the post-prescription part of the journey. Um, And now when it comes to digital therapeutics, to be honest, I have not had um, a lot of experience with that. I do see many companies touting it as an opportunity. I think there's a chance for pharma and other companies to partner in that space. I think many of the digital therapeutic companies need a partner with them, right? But there's a lot of opportunity for patients and for pharma if we can prove value there.
0: Wonderful. And what about new innovations in the area of listening? We've been talking about staying connected and Mm -hmm. really uh, understanding the patient journey. And I'm curious as to what sort of uh, innovations, whether they be digital or uh, other channels, how else can we hear what the patients are speaking?
2: Great question. For a long time now, I think companies have been doing social listening, right? You can scan and sweep um, the internet for information um, and conversations about your product or about the disease state, I think that is important. But I think actioning on what you hear is what we can as an industry be better at, especially in a regulated industry where taking insights and then changing execution can take a little bit of time. That's where if we can accelerate our time from listening and understanding to action, I think we can be uh, much more impactful on behalf of patients and on behalf of customers. But I also really believe that as busy as we all are, really taking an opportunity, whether it's uh, monthly, quarterly, whatever it may be, to sit down with patients, understand their insights, have those conversations. Sometimes that might be in a market research environment, sometimes it might be in an advocacy type environment. But stepping out of our day-to-day business and listening to what it is that that patients think is really important and I think it's motive it's motivating to our internal teams
0: For sure. Can you think of a time where you've been in one of those interactions, maybe with an advisory board or an advocacy group and, and you got out of your own head, out of your own office and you're meeting with them face to face and you said, I just don't think I appreciated what the patient is trying to say, like I did now.
2: Yeah. So earlier this year, we at UCB, we're developing a disease education for one of our dermatology conditions. And we brought in about half a dozen uh, patients with this condition. And they flew into Atlanta where our headquarters are. And we sat down with dermatologists as well, And we all talked about their condition and what it's like to live with it and then what it's like to treat people that live with this condition. And it caused me to just forget about the other 19 meetings I have on my calendar (laughs) for the next week and put myself in the shoes of these individuals who have known for so long that something's not right. But they had never really felt heard and supported and listened to by their physicians in the past. This is a, a condition that is not rare, but not so common either. And where often patients are chasing just getting a diagnosis for seven, eight, nine years, mm-hmm. and how frustrating that can be because it plays out into your entire life, right? And many of these patients talked about what it was like to manage this condition as a mother, managing the condition when you have a job that you need to show up to every day. And so it was just that, that kind of moment of reflection that your healthcare impacts every single thing that you do, and it impacts the other people around you and how you show up for those people. And so I just thought, wow, how special that these, you know, six or seven patients wanted to take their time to fly to Atlanta for a couple of days and share their insights with us, but they wanted to do it because they were passionate about creating awareness and helping other people. And I think that's what is at the root so special about what it is that we do in our business is that we can help other people.
0: Yes, I think that is the motivation for so many of us in healthcare, isn't it? Thanks for sharing that story. My guest is Brittany Blair of UCB. Brittany, as we close, I wanted to take another scenario. We've talked about listening to the patients and communicating that and motivating our teams. A bit different scenario is the times when you might be called to the corner office. You might be asked to the headquarters and go upstairs, as it were. Mm -hmm. And uh, the executives at your company are saying, Brittany, what is it that we really need to hear? you're the voice now, the collective voice of all of these uh, patients and the groups and the research and all that you've gathered. And they say, as it often is, what's your three slides? Give me three bullet points. But what is the message you want to share up in your company to continue to drive the innovation at UCB?
2: What a great question. Um, I think I need to go create those three slides. The first thing that I would say is that if we want to be successful in highly competitive immunology, there is investment uh, required to generate the awareness. And then the other important piece of this, too, is that It is a bit of an ecosystem in which we're working. So there are multiple players, whether it is the HCP, the patient, the payer, and then players within the HCP office. So understanding where the different areas of influence are, are really important. Everything has to remain in balance. Really ensuring that we are providing the right level of support where it's applicable, to different stakeholders. And then the last piece I would say is really maintaining strong discipline when it comes to our strategic choices, knowing that we cannot do it all. We really need to to narrow down what is our objective and what is the patient type or what are the, the targets that we're going after and really push for that rather than trying to do a little bit everywhere.
0: And then- Let's imagine they actually give you a minute more and they yeah. say, but yes, that your sad emotion was what was driving the patients. What is that feeling that you think we need to be more in touch with?
2: Goosebumps. You need, mm-hmm. it, it all ultimately comes down to the patient and will prompt action. You got to have those chill bumps that you have to be something different in the eyes of a patient to motivate action.
0: Yes. Fantastic. Brittany, thanks for sharing uh, not only your market and your experience, but also your insights and your personal stories. I really appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. I appreciate you having me today, Mark.
0: It just contributes to the whole conversation because, as you mentioned, we as an industry need to connect more with patients and really advocate for them. We call them patient advocates, but aren't we also advocating for uh, better health and better wellness for the patient? Absolutely. My guest has been Brittany Blair. She's head of patient strategy and solutions in the immunology area at UCB Pharma. Listeners, continue to come back to this show. We're well into our second season now, as we continue to talk to healthcare executives, patient advocates, and medical researchers who are actually working on the edge of drug discovery and innovation. All of these, as Brittany mentioned, there's multiple levers. There's lots of buttons to be pushed, lots of improvement to be made in all of these areas in communication, understanding, and emotional intelligence, and that's what we're all about here, is listening to the patients speak. For now, I'm Mark Stinson, and we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to The Patients Speak, healthcare innovations accelerating the patient journey with best-selling author Mark Stinson. Our podcast is hosted on Captivate.fm, so you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now so you won't miss an episode of The Patients Speak. This podcast is produced by BSB Media. We also host another show you might enjoy, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. It's a top-rated podcast featuring interviews with creators around the world. We help you gain the confidence and connections to launch your creative work out into the world. Look for unlocking your world of creativity on your favorite podcast app.